Ladies and gentlemen, joining me on the line once again. Uh, you joined me a couple months ago. Steve Vai's on the line. Hey, Steve. Hey, how you doing, Adam? So here we are a few months later, like I said, and you've got another new album coming out. And this one, I love. I both oh, love great. and feel bad about the story because of you know what the story is. But this is thirty years in the making, correct? Yeah, it's a, it's a it is a, a very interesting story, and my music is usually very diverse. Yes, you know, but there's a part of me that's uh, very grounded in rock and roll. When I was a teenager in the '70s, I was just enamored with rock and roll. Led Zeppelin, Queen, you know, all these kinds of bands. And I was also very much into motorcycle culture. You know, I used to build mini bikes and yeah. motorbikes, and and my brother had a Harley, and he hung out with like you know biker gangs, and they <laughs> they were really quite incredible people. They're you know, the best. Wild, yeah. And um, I had a friend, John Sombrato. And he was a, you know, kind of a hard New York Italian biker kind of a guy and just this extraordinary personality, very alive and energetic and, and funny, hilarious, unpredictable and absolutely insane. You know, yeah. Just crazy. And he had this horrific accident when he was 21. He was riding his motorcycle along these power lines and he got lost. So he climbed one of the towers to see where he was. And the electricity arced and went through his body, went in, in the top, came out the bottom. Oh, and he fell 30 feet onto a barbed wire fence and caught fire. And 60% of his body was just charred. But miraculously, he survived. It was John Sombrato was his name. And eventually he moved out to California. And in the late 80s, it was like this yuppie biker <laughs> resurgence and I was a part of that because I, I just loved the Harley culture, you know, the biker culture. We had this great group of people. We'd go on these extraordinary rides and uh, adventures. And, you know, if you ever talk to a motorcycle enthusiast, they get all choked up when they're talking about <laughs> what it's like to be on the bike, you know, yeah. in the wind. And it's fantastic. I mean, it really is. It's this feeling of freedom and, and joy that you just, uh, it's different than anything else. And at one point, I just wanted to capture that somehow in music so that we could have something to listen to that was really perfect yeah. for when we were riding our bikes and I just stopped everything I was doing. And I jumped in the studio and for about a week or so in this, you know, stream of consciousness that I just banged out this record. And when it was done, I was, I, I needed to put vocals on it and I tried to sing it myself, but it was an abysmal disaster because you know <laughs> I don't have that kind of a rock voice. And I didn't even know that Gash could sing, you know, I, I, he would kind of like, croon you know you'd hear him doing like frank sinatra and stuff but yeah, yeah, yeah. hear something in his voice and i got him into the studio and i mean i, I just got to tell you adam what, what the the sound that came out of his voice out of his mouth just stunned me it was so authentic and so so connected and it was so him yeah you know and he just nailed it. It just as if he was doing it his whole life. I, and I, it was crazy because I've worked with a lot of great lead singers, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've worked with rock stars. And one of the things I I recognized is that uh, there's a it's kind of like a a particular DNA that a, these are these real effective extroverted rock stars have, you know. Because if you I mean if you're going to get on a stage and have to you know, command a arena audience or, and be engaging and compelling. And 
you got to have something. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a big difference between being a, a great singer and, and, and that, and a front man, you know, you know, yeah. And I, and Gash was just so that, you know, in my mind's eye, I just see him as he, he just would have been an incredible rock star. But, um, I recorded this record and we had it, but I was right in the middle of another project. So I had to get back to that and finish it and do this, the whole cycle. That was sex and religion, you know, yeah. do the album and the tour. And I was going to get back to the gash record. Cause, uh, I had one song that I, uh, I wrote with Nikki six and that made it to the rec- record. It's a uh, new generation. Oh, really? But yeah, when I went to do it, uh, you know, uh, tragically, Gash was killed in a motorcycle accident. And I was so disheartened and, and gutted, you know, I, I just took the whole record and put it on the shelf for 32 years. And I started listening to it probably 20 years ago, and it just still sounded so fresh and energetic and uplifting and rock and roll. You know, it was that 70s. I wanted to make this record totally straight ahead. There's no extended guitar solos or weird things or filler tracks. It's just bam, bam, bam. And I just thought I got to get this out one day because I think there's some other folks that would get a kick out of it. And that day has come. What what was it? What was the moment that you went, you know what, it's time? Well, I, I started to threaten myself that I was going to mix it and put it out about 10 years ago, you know. <laughs> you Every time yourself. I would go to okay. do it, yeah, you're, you're going to do this, Vi, you know, you're going to get this record out. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then something would come up, and I'd just keep it on the shelf, and then finally push came to shove, you know, and I I realized I'm not going to mix it. That's what, That was the quagmire, you know. Uh, I just never could take the time to mix it. So I handed it off to Mike Frazier's good friend and incredible mixer. And I just got it back and I didn't touch it. I mean, I didn't, the record is exactly the way it was 32 years ago. And it was just mixed and it sounds so fresh and alive and powerful and electrifying to me. What, what did uh, Gash's family say about this 32 years later? Well, he's his brother Joe uh, was a friend, and uh, he re- you know doesn't have uh, his brother was always kind of the connection. So when I was going to release this record, I a- absolutely wanted to honor the family, even even by calling him Gash, you yeah, know, because that was the name he chose because his body was all gashed up, you know. Uh, but I didn't want to do anything that would. Uh, you know, compromise, uh, uh, their feelings. So I was in very close contact with Joe and originally the record, I thought I would just release it, call it a Steve Vai record with a picture of me on a motorcycle or something. And, and Gash would be, you know, the singer, but yeah. I didn't want that. Cause it's not about me. You know, this record isn't about me at all, really. I mean, I masterminded the whole thing, but it's about him, you know, because he he had it. He was it, you know. It just would be a total sin to leave it sitting on the shelf. So I, I did work with Joe. He was very helpful and, and very kind and guided me through some of the stuff. He offered the photos. And, uh, and also uh, John's girlfriend, Nancy, she was very helpful in all this. And, you know, we had a great relationship way back and all through the years. So for me, it had to, first and foremost, it had to feel okay to the family, to his family. Did they know that he could sing? Well, the only, this is the odd thing. The only thing that I knew of 
Gash singing was these video, little video cassette videos that he made for his father singing Frank Sinatra. He had this really great, smooth. He sounded like Sinatra when he wanted to. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, being he was an Italian from Long Island, you know, that just walked <laughs> hand in hand. But no, not rock and roll. I, I didn't I didn't have no idea. I don't think anybody did. Now, let me ask you this just hypothetically. And it's it's hard to in this situation. But if you would have released this 30 years ago, do you think you would have done more projects with him? Because I produced so many people and singers and stuff. Yeah. He when he, he was just a rare, rare find. Yeah. Because even at first take. He had it. So in my mind, I, you know, I was planning on doing more with him because okay. I, 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 I was just, you know, I would just tell him, sing this, you know, and he would just own it. <laughs> so I knew that I could really explore some evolution with him. That's interesting. But I guess, I guess the universe had different plan. <laughs> God needed a biker, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Steve Vai on the line with me uh, talking about the new album. Vi, is it Vi and Gash? Vi slash Gash? Or just Vi and... Yeah, Vi Gash. Okay. I saw the slash and sometimes people put the hand in there and some other stuff. But anyways, uh, it's going to be out yeah. this Friday um, uh, on a lot of different ways. Uh, we'll have all the details at the bottom of the page. Uh, since you're uh, talking about bikes, what are you riding these days, Steve? Well, actually, I, I just sold my last bike about a month ago because what? Uh, it was a yeah, I'm getting another one, but I couldn't ride this one anymore. It's big chopper. You know, it's it was a pan shovel. So it had, um, it was a show bike too. And so it had like a, a stick shift and a foot clutch and gigantic ape hangers. Oh, really? Uh. And yeah, it's 62 years old. I don't think I want to wield that thing anymore. I'll get a nice dresser, you know. Do you think, <laughs> uh, what are we going to look for uh, next? going to go Harley still or? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I, I used to work at an Indian dealership, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I love the Indians. I, I, I came very close to, I didn't want to get one of the old ones, although I love the skirted uh, fenders because they're just really difficult to keep up. Go try a vintage or a dark horse. And I oh, think yeah, you'd be, yeah. I think you'd be surprised. And I'm not trying to sell you on Indian. It's just, it's where I worked. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so you actually worked at an Indian dealer? Uh, yeah. Uh, right here in Des Moines. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a wow. lot. I was out of radio for about a year, and uh, I went and did marketing for them. And it was a bunch of really cool guys. And uh, they've got. I started learning more about motorcycles, and it just it 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 was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. It really was. So. Did you ride? Uh, did you ride? Not as much as you would think. Not <laughs> enough to risk a twenty three thousand dollar bike to just uh, take out for a little bit. But no. Are uh, they still making them? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, they're making them with the skirted fenders and everything? Yep. They've got a couple different versions of it. And I always liked the the vintage ones looked like a really old bike until you took the windshield off, and then it looked completely different. It was the weirdest right, thing. Right. Then it was a rat. <laughs> yeah. So, But no, then they've got yeah. the uh, the Springfields and the, the Chieftains and all that. Uh, right. Just very cool bikes. If you're, I've, I'm trying to sell you on an Indian now. Is what I'm trying. To oh do. no, I've always wanted to get one. I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe uh, if I listen to this record anymore, I may end up buying seven Harleys again, like I did in the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it to you this way: it's not a bad bike to have, but if you want to just go have fun, go test ride one. And, yeah, and yeah. It, it, one of the funniest things I ever saw was a kid that he was all about dirt bikes and stuff, and 
Uh, he took out one of the. Uh, it was. It's called a scout. It's kind of like the sports. Oh, star. I know the scout. Yep, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, he took it around just to blow the dust out of it, and then he left for about a half hour and didn't come back because he was having fun. With <laughs> it, so, anyways, Steve, this is supposed to be about you. New albums coming out this Friday. We'll have the info at the bottom of the page. Thanks so much for the time, man. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you so much, Adam. You have a good day, brother. Yep. We'll see you. Bye.